Episode 56, Shift Upwards. Hey Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. All right, Katie, so in the spirit of shifting upwards, our guest today is a neighbor, literally, he can see our apartment from his apartment, and he is slightly up a hill, so hence shift upwards. Oh my God. Is it that bad? Was that that bad of a joke? (laughs) Anyway, anyway. Okay, anyway. So talking to Andrew, I could relate to so much of what he was talking about because I feel like we've basically lived the same life almost. I thought you were going to say because we're basically neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) And he is also experiencing the wonderful northern weather we're getting right now. Yeah, like supposedly spring and there's snow on Saturday. (laughs) Okay, anyway, let's not talk about that. So I don't want any more of a reminder. But in this uh, interview, Andrew talks about the struggle of wanting to live your best life and not being chained to like your cubicle. And I really admire him because he took the plunge to quit his job and really work on his blog. And even though he, he planned to do that. And when we started chain of wealth, like I, kind of just like stumbled into it right but i can still relate to a lot of what he was saying yeah and i mean like quitting your job is always very scary as well but ultimately if that's something that's going to make you happy you should look into stuff like that you know because at the end of the day like life's too short yeah it definitely is so are you ready to talk to him yeah let's dive right into our interview Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Hey, Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today, we have Andrew Fitcher with us. Andrew is the author of the blog, Shift Upwards. Here, he talks about his unhappiness that he felt at his regular 9 to 5 and goes through the steps that he took to eventually quit. After paying back over $20,000 in student loans and saving about $45,000, he decided to take the plunge and retire from full-time work to try out other avenues that piqued his creativity. Welcome, Andrew. Andrew. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be on. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So I heard that you have been kind of retired for about six months now, right? Yeah, that's that's right. Um, September 1st of 2017 was my last day of work. Um, and it's pretty crazy, you know, to, to think that it's already been six months. Um, you know, in some ways it's gone by fast. In other ways, it's gone by slow. Um, but yeah, um, that's true. I never, never thought two or three years ago that I would be at this point now. Um, so it's definitely been a fun ride and I've learned a ton. So let, let's chat about those first few days, what was your first day of not going to work like? Did you kind of feel like a, a lost puppy on a crowded street? Or? <laughs> well, I'll tell you about uh, the first evening I, uh, when I came home from work on my last day. Um, you know, my, my last day of work was actually kind of a normal day of work. You know, I was very stressed out. Um, I was stretched really thin. I had a lot going on. And I was actually the last one out of my office on my last day of work. And it didn't even feel like my last day of work. And um, I actually got home and I was going to log in to check on a couple things, but I had already had my access cut off. 
So I was kind of like, all right, well, I guess this is it then I'm done, you know? Um, and then that weekend it was a uh, labor day weekend. And so my wife and I had plans. Uh, we had a, had reserved a room at an Airbnb out in the Shenandoahs. Um, so we drove out there and stayed at an Airbnb, drank some good beer, got some hiking in. Um, so it didn't really hit me until our drive home, um, coming back from the Shenandoahs, coming back to DC, you know, normally I would be kind of down in the dumps. I'd be like, all right, well, you know, got to go back to work tomorrow. Um, and, uh, you know, that's when it really hit me. Like, you know, I, I don't have to go back to work tomorrow actually. Um, so that was kind of a surreal feeling. Um, and then it really didn't, um, it didn't really start to set in until, the week came around, you know, and, you know, um, the, the first weekday when my wife went off to work and I was at home and just kind of realizing, you know, Hey, like I'm going to be at home in the apartment by myself. I have all this time. Um, how is that going to work out? Like, how is this going to look? How am I going to structure my days and, and all that? So, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of, you know, the, the process, um, you know, that, that first three day weekend. And then I think really the end of the weekend is when it started to hit me. We chat to a lot of people that have retired early. It seems to be a very big trend lately. And a lot of yeah. people say that they, they struggle knowing what to do. You know, they, you know, like they, whether to pick up a hobby or whether to pursue certain things. Like I, I think a lot of people like latch onto structure and when that yep. suddenly falls away, they, they, they've got, they're in disarray. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard because at least for me, I've kind of had that structure my whole life. You know, I checked all the boxes, um, you know, went to college, got a degree, got a full-time job right out of college. You know, I, I did all those things. I kind of did what I was told my whole life. Um, and to go from living like that for your whole life and then to all of a sudden be thrown into this different mix, you know, it's, it is kind of a culture shock. Um, and all of a sudden now being the architect of all your time and being, you know, kind of um, being like, okay, well, I can do whatever I want. So what am I going to do? And especially you know, when you kind of do what I did, which is quitting to pursue more meaningful work or to pursue things that you're passionate about, um, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of a vague idea. I mean, I had specific things behind it of, of what I was going to be pursuing and doing, but even still to say like, I want to become a blogger or I want to become a freelance writer. There's so many things that go into doing those things. So it's like, where do I start um, or what do I focus on today? So sometimes it, it was difficult to um, to maintain that structure. And it can be really easy to just be so overwhelmed with what you could be doing and thinking about all the things you could be doing that you just don't do anything because you don't really know what to focus on and you end up just procrastinating. I can definitely relate to you because when I moved up here, I was a teacher my entire career, and like you, I had done everything that I was supposed to. I went to college, I got a job, I bought a house, and like everything, yeah. <laughs> everything was like set, and I had my path, and like especially being a teacher, like my day was planned out to like the minute, and then, yep. I, then I moved up here, and I was kind of used to having a little bit of free time with like summers and everything as a teacher, but then it kind of hit me like, I'm not going back to school to teach. And I remember like the one day that it really like dawned on me that I really had kind of like an, I was at like an impasse. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. We flew into London and I had to go through customs and somehow Dennis gets into every country before I do. And I, I was 
like at the customs like off um like desk and i didn't feel good and dennis filled out my little card to get into the country and she's asking me all these questions and then she's like so what do you do for a living <laughs> yep <laughs> and, and I was like, well i feel like i can't tell her i don't have a job but i kind of have a job but i don't make any money doing it and then i immediately was like oh i'll just tell her i'm a teacher which kind of was not a lie and then i remember dennis wrote that i was self-employed on the card and then i was like i have a podcast and i felt <laughs> yep. like i felt completely ridiculous saying it out loud and she kind of looked at me like i was also completely ridiculous and then, <laughs> yeah. and then like i kind of explained it to her and she looked at me and she's like so you talk for a living and i was like yes and then the same thing happened again when i I uh, had another little part-time job and I quit to really um, start freelancing and everything. And my boss at that job was like, so you're going to quit your job where you get paid every two weeks with medical insurance to go and blog? <laughs> and, and again, I was like, man, what, like, how has my life gone so differently? <laughs> yeah. So I totally, I totally can relate to where you were like, I like followed this plan and I had all this stuff going and now I'm kind of just like, what do I do with my time? Like what time should I wake up in the morning and when do I brush my teeth? And so I can definitely relate. Um, I will say now, like I'm a little bit more confident when I tell people that I'm a blogger and I have a podcast. Yeah. So it, def time definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and I can, I can totally relate to, you know, when people ask you what you do, um, you know, cause I've, I've had that happen multiple times and sometimes I just don't feel like even going into it. So I just tell people like people ask me, where do you work? So I just tell them I still work where I worked, you know, um, just because I, I, I feel like in certain contexts, you know, if I don't feel like opening up that can of worms, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, other times I, I do, you know, I'm, I'm more open about it, but it's definitely an adjustment, even how to answer that question, you know? Yeah, no, definitely yeah. for sure. So yeah. if, if you could go back and change one decision that you made, what would it be? Uh, yeah. So, well, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that I would change anything. Uh, I, I don't say that because I think my life is perfect, you know, far from it. Um, rather, I feel like my decisions, even the bad ones, have kind of shaped who I am today. So my mistakes have opened doors and served as learning opportunities to improve. And I know that's maybe somewhat cliche. So so with that said, I guess if I could go back and change one thing, um, I think I would have decided to start investing sooner and taking advantage of my 401k as a vehicle for savings. Um, I remember my first job right out of college. I had this insane uh, deal where my employer matched 15% on, on 401k contributions, wow. which is, I mean, that's crazy. And it's that's almost really unheard good, of. Yeah. yeah, almost unheard of. And I remember one of my coworkers at the time um, was kind of telling, it was like a group of us were out to lunch and he was like, you know, you guys should invest in the 401k. And this guy was kind of annoying. Um, and I didn't really want to listen to him. So I was like, oh, this guy, what's, why is he telling me what to do? Like, why is he telling me what to do with my money? So I didn't, you know, I kind of had that resistance there. And also, I didn't even know what a 401k was or what 401k matching was. Um, so, you know, I kind of putzed around. I didn't even bother investing in my 401k until a year in. 
Um, and then even then it wasn't as much as I could have been investing, you know? So I guess if I could go back and change anything, it would be really getting into investing sooner and figuring out how simple investing is, um, you know, how, how little overhead it really takes to become a good investor. Uh, cause I think I just kind of made it out to be this complicated thing and I just didn't want to deal with it. And if I had, and if I had educated myself sooner, I probably could have built up a lot more freedom, a lot more faster than I did. Um, I mean, I'm already proud of what I've been able to do and on the timeline I've done it on, but I guess to think of what I could have done if I had known then what I know now. So, um, yeah, I guess that's the one thing I would change. The one decision I would make differently. Definitely that compounding effect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. definitely. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about Shift Upwards. What is your blog about? Uh, yeah, so so Shift Upwards, um, I guess my, my niche is kind of twofold. I mean, you know, yes, I'm a finance blog. I mean, I write all about how you can use money to build a better life and to build wealth. But um, I think also a lot of finance blogs talk about strictly saving up to achieve financial independence and kind of advocating for for not diverging off that path. Um, you know, but I like to think that we can all pursue our dreams a lot sooner. So before hitting that financial independence number, um, you know, that's what I'm doing right now. So I write about how to use your money to live your best life. And this doesn't have to mean retiring early. It just means finding out what makes you happy and using your money to, to position yourself to get there. Um, and, and in addition, you know, um, I write about like finding out what it is that makes you happy to begin with and prioritizing those things so that your actions are aligned with your values. Because uh, you could talk all day about wanting to quit your job and wanting to have time, freedom and independence. But if you're buying a brand new $35,000 car, then your actions aren't really aligned with that value. Um, so I think that's an important point to drive home. So the tagline on my blog is prioritize what matters, elevate your life. And that just means, you know, getting in touch with your own personal values and what it is you want and then learning to, to prioritize your decisions around those things. That's really awesome. So what are the goals that you have for like the next year of your blog? Um, yeah, so uh, I'd like to, to network more with other bloggers and grow a stronger readership. Uh, in some ways, I tend to be introverted. Um, but this actually translates pretty heavily into interacting digitally with other bloggers and telling uh, other bloggers what I'm up to or, or promoting my work and putting it out on social media. Um, you know, I sometimes have resistance to doing that. Um, so I need to push through some of that resistance because if I don't um, put myself out there, I won't find my tribe. And that's my goal, really, for the next year is to find my tribe. Um, and if I can do that, I think everything else will fall into place. I mean, I, I don't need 100,000 readers, but I'm not going to lie and say that wouldn't be awesome to have. So, yeah. we, we feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's, yeah. all, it's all about those thousand loyal, loyal fans that you need. And like, we're also trying to get those too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a hustle. It's a grind for sure. It is. But I mean, it also lays such a nice foundation for later on, you know, like if you just take the time and really try carve out who your audience is, it does make a massive difference. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've already seen some of that impact um, just on a smaller scale. So I definitely see the potential there. Awesome. So what advice do you have for someone who's thinking about quitting their job to pursue their dream? Um, so I would say start off by giving yourself permission to do it. So that was a struggle for me. Um, first, I felt guilty and then I felt afraid. So I felt guilty that I was letting down my coworkers. I was letting down my bosses. Um, 
I felt afraid that I was going to end up living in a van down by the river, that, that I was just going to fail and not be able to find paid work again, which is an extreme fear. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you give yourself permission, you can overcome those things. Um, so I would say, you know, don't look at the reasons why you can't do it. Instead, look at the reasons why you can. And once you give your, yourself permission to do it, then you can kind of flip it around that way. Um, and the people who are telling you why you can't do it, they're probably not the people who are going the places you want to go. So they're not really the people you want to be listening to. Um, so don't let them stop you. Um, you know, so I think when, once you flip it around from I can't do it to I can, um, that's really a turning point where you know, it'll be a lot hard um, for uh, for circumstances to stop you. And then I, I would also say plan, but don't over plan, uh, you know, think, but don't overthink. I mean, obviously, you don't want to just throw caution to the wind. I think there was a story recently in the news about uh, two Australians who had given up everything and spent all their savings to buy a boat and sail around the world. I'm not sure if you guys heard this story or not. It was in the headlines a few weeks ago. But uh, their boat ended up capsizing and they, they lost everything. I mean, they, they lost their boat and their boat was the only asset that they had. And they didn't even have insurance on the boat um, to recoup the loss of it. So, you know, you don't want to just go for it without having a foundation in place. Uh, but at the same time, it's important to realize you don't you, know, you won't have all the answers and there are things you can't plan for. So all you can do is take the knowns and prepare accordingly. So, you know, how much money do you, do you need to survive for X number of months, et cetera, things like that. Uh, but don't fall into the trap of overthinking it because that will stop you from moving forward. Shainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Shainers, if you're looking for ways to monetize your home, head over to hostingyourpad.com. Katie's created a fantastic course. There's tons of video tutorials and she already goes through the whole interface and literally takes you from A to Z in terms of hosting. She has made an awesome curated shopping list of every single room and it really is designed to take your hosting to the next level. So whether you're a new or existing host, it is a great resource to check out. That's hostingyourpad.com. Okay, Andrew, so why do you think people struggle to achieve their dream? Um, I think because achieving achieving your dreams is hard. Um, you know, going after what you most want in life is not easy. And many times people want to take the path of the least resistance. Um, you know, achieving your dreams requires facing fear and uncertainty head on. And these are things that stop people from giving their dreams a chance. Yeah, I think we're trained in our culture to crave instant gratification and taking a chance on yourself to go after your dreams is anything but instant gratification. It can take we uh, weeks or months. And in some some cases, it can take years to see progress. And I think people want to stay in their comfort zones and stay within all the knowns, you know, the steady paycheck, having to be somewhere every day at a certain time, having someone tell you what to do. Those are all knowns and they make it really easy to stay on that path of least resistance and hold yourself back from um from giving yourself permission to achieve your dreams, really. I think it's actually crazy how many people do crave instant gratification and they just don't take the time to sit back and, you know, plant a seed and wait for it to actually eventually become a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because uh, it, it takes a lot of patience and um, a lot of uncertainty also because you don't really know how it's going to go. Um, and I think, yeah, that lack of patience and, and uncertainty can just stop you from really even trying to begin with. Definitely. Yeah. So do you have any other books or podcasts you could recommend for our listeners? 
Uh, yeah, so I can recommend a few. Um, you know, I tend to listen mostly to personal finance podcasts just because I'm a personal finance geek. I mean, I love everything about personal finance. Um, and so in terms of personal finance, two, two uh, that I listen to, I've been listening to them a lot um, over the past few years. Uh, but the one would be Paula Pant's podcast, Afford Anything. Um, I really love Paula Pan. I mean, she says so many things that just instantly resonate with me. And, um, and I really love the way that she does her podcast where she talks about real estate investing. She talks about personal finance and early retirement. Uh, she talks about entrepreneurship and mindset and all those things. Um, so I, I think it's a really well presented package. And I also really like how she, she takes time to answer questions from her listeners. Um, and every time I listen to those episodes, I always come away having learned something. Um, and then also the Stacking Benjamins podcast. Um, that one's really interesting. It kind of has a different format and they do a lot of things where they bring on, um, they bring on CEOs of different fintech companies. So it's kind of a way to stay up to date on what's going on in fintech, which I think is pretty cool. And also it's just very laid back and, um, you know, they all have a good sense of humor, all the hosts. It's just fun to listen to. And then, um, Non-personal finance related, I would say um, NPR has a podcast. Uh, NPR's Planet Money has a podcast called The Indicator um, that just launched, I think, at the end of last year. And all the episodes are under 10 minutes long. Uh, they have it, you know, every weeknight um, they publish a new episode. And it's all about really kind of wonky stuff with what's going on in the economy and looking at different things and um how different things that are happening affect the economy. And it just presents a really unique angle. Um, and I always learn something new and I listen to that podcast also. So I really enjoy it. Awesome. So what's your favorite quote? Favorite quote. <laughs> well, that's, that's tough. Uh, so many quotes. Um, but I guess recently I was uh, reading a book by Jenny Blake called Pivot. Um, and she wrote that book about, you know, pivoting in your career was so it was perfect for where I was in my life. Um, and there was one quote in that book that really stuck out to me. And that, that quote is um, release the illusion of security within a fixed future and allow life to surprise you instead. Um, and I think that's just a really powerful quote because that kind of ties into what I was talking about earlier about, uh, you know, with, giving yourself permission to, to pursue your dreams. And I think a, a big factor in doing that is kind of listening to this quote, um, because, you know, security really is an illusion. And I'm, and I think security though, is a thing that holds a lot of people back. So if you can release that illusion, um, and kind of put yourself on a path in life where you don't really know what might be happening in a year or in two years, um, you know, having, giving life the chance to surprise you, I think is a, is a, is a really easy way to live an interesting life and to live an exciting life. That is really powerful. Andrew, we've absolutely loved hanging out today. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. Um, yeah, I would say just, you know, try to do little things every day. Um, try to, ask yourself little questions every day and check in with yourself and see if you're on the path that you want to be on, you know, and if you're not, then don't let yourself get away with it. Um, don't just stop asking yourself the questions. If you don't know the answer to a question or if you ask yourself a question and it doesn't make you feel comfortable, then sit with it for a while and, um, you know, just make sure that you're always, um, getting better and, always um, asking yourself the questions that are going to allow you to live the life that you want to live for yourself. Chen, as we've been hanging out with Andrew Fitcher, you can check out his blog at shiftupwards.com and figure out where your 
journey is going to take you and put the steps in place to get there. Chainers, we've absolutely loved hanging out today. So don't forget to subscribe, rate and review if you enjoyed this podcast. It's super easy to do. It takes a minute and it really helps so much. Katie's busy whispering something to me, which I got no idea what she's saying. Tell your friends. And tell your friends about the podcast. It really helps us grow and take things to the next level. Catch you on the flip side. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.